I want you to repeat that. Uh, you got a pretty good mustache. Seeing it, uh, seeing it uh, in the goatee form, you know, it's it really does pop. How dare you? What do you mean? Because that's my biggest hang-up with my facial hair is my mustache. Right. Because I have this gap right here, mm-hmm. right here. So I grow the middle part out longer mm-hmm. and comb it over. Yeah. Comb it over. Hey, yeah, it looks good. I've gone through many looks. I've shaved. I've buzzed. I've sculpted. Mm-hmm. The thing that I haven't touched is my mustache. And since we're not on camera this week, I'm going to shave all this shit off. I'm going to burn the forest down to the ground, go bald top, bald bottom. Oh, man. I've always gone fuzzy top, bald bottom, beard bottom, no top. I think since No Shave November is coming up, once that happens, you should just not... You should, top and yeah, bottom, let it go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I'm going to do No Shave November, but more I'm focusing on No Nut November. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Got to stop beating my meat, man. Yeah, me too. It's, it, it, it's habitual at this point. Just right. stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, the moment it becomes part break of the routine. Habit. Yeah, exactly. It's the moment. You know, like, like, oh. like breaking the habit of... Uh, not taking care of myself, not waking up and jumping right in the shower, not waking up and, uh, you know, I don't know, being a functional human being. Because usually, how it goes, I wake up, all right, my eyes open. Takes about two to three minutes for me to blink my eyes back into hydration. Mm -hmm. And then I go, oh, yeah, it's the world. Oh, yeah. Well, there's my phone. Jump into that world. Yep. There's my iPad. Jump into that world. And then I'm stuck in bed just jumping into that shit. Mm -hmm. And then I have uh, about six hours left until sun goes down. (laughs) What do you do? What do you do? You're right. You're right? Yeah. And you're right. You lift weights. Uh, That's that's the missing equation is the lifting weights part of it. And I'm uh, I'm teetering, man. I'm I'm really teetering. Yeah. I'm getting back into the gym. So and my big hang up was like, what do I do mm-hmm. as somebody who's scared to work out who wants to get back into working out? Mm-hmm. Give me a week's worth here, bud. Yeah, okay. Give you. me a week. Yeah, I'll be out. I'll get yeah. you something. You'll tell me on Wednesday what I need to do every day for a week, for four weeks, for eight weeks, for forever, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, let's start there. You know, I'm I'm starting at zero, bud. <laughs> I'm your I'm your perfect client. You right can flip now. a tire once, one time. Yeah, and I promise. I'd you. like to flip it as much as you enthusiastically wanted to show off. <laughs> you know, there, there are off. so many things that I'd out. like to do physically. And they, it's like, you know, I'm going from zero, right? Mm-hmm. We're about to review the entire David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. I just watched Halloween Ends right up until you came in here. Okay. How the fuck is Michael Myers keeping in shape? Yeah, there's a lot of questions to be asked. He's had. the shape, yeah. but there's no way he can keep in shape with how he's working. All we're, right? We're good to the bottom of it. All right? What's up? What's happening? Serious. Yeah, no. It's... Seriously, this man is doing reps that we do not see it's, as fans. I mean, he's down that sewer. He's doing pull-ups. He's doing push-ups. Air squats. Step back lunges. The guy's moving. Deltoid lifts. Yeah. How do you, how how can you grab somebody by the neck and then just lift them up a wall? Yeah. Huh? Unbelievable strength. Huh? Unbelievable. Yeah. No. His uh, his physical presence can't uh, can't be achieved without hours and hours of dedicated time at the gym, which leads me to believe all he does is lift weights and kill. And um, you know. Seems to be a uh, recipe for success. Well, it makes me want to ask you, and you can give me a fake number on this figure. Mm -hmm. 
how much does it cost for you know a month's training session with Jack Anderson versus I don't know subscribing to being pure evil, mm-hmm. the embodiment of pure evil. True. I think uh, you're going to save a lot of money being the pure evil guy. You know, um, uh, a month with me. I mean, you're going to get some serious results, um, but it, it's going to break the bank. What's nice about going for the pure evil route is you can just pick up some cinder blocks. You can, uh, as you mentioned, grab a human's throat, you know, slam them up against a wall and lift them up and down a couple times. I guarantee you're going to get a shoulder burn doing that. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I This this Michael Myers guy is... So is he... This is something I, I never quite understand, but I don't know if it's that I'm not watching the movie close enough. Is he supernatural in some way? Like he can't be killed, quote-unquote? He can't... Uh, yeah, it, That's the fun part, buddy. We just don't know. It's alluded right. to. Okay. It's alluded to the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I got a lot to say. <sighs> I have right here in front of me an entire Google Doc. Yeah. I, I'm going to... I got I got thoughts for sure, but I can't wait to hear all your all you've uh, cooked up because you've been thinking about this for a full month, a full four years. Yeah, actually. that is true. An accumulated time. And here's my preface: I have not seen a single Halloween outside of Halloween 1978, Halloween 2006, Halloween 2018. There's three movies in this series, all just titled Halloween. Right. All right. right? I've not. And they seen all have Hall- Jamie Lee I've Curtis, not- right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the Rob Zombie one. Oh, okay, okay. Which is the 2006 one. Gotcha. But- welcome to the dance floor, boys. Absolutely, welcome to the dance floor, boys. But um, Rob Zombie can suck an egg. Oh. Because this is the third time I'm coming off of watching Halloween Ends for the third time. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Rock on. I love it. And that. after the second time, uh-huh. it came up, watch the original Halloween 2 mm-hmm. or Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 on Peacock, mm. which before the month of October, all, <laughs> every single goddamn Halloween movie that has ever been produced was on Peacock. Then October 1st hit. And then they just outsourced it to anybody else who wanted to buy it, mm-hmm. just trying to pump up their figures, and then locked them all behind a paywall of on-demand or anything. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, there's been a lot of corporate bullshit lately. Um, I was just listening to the Pat McAfee show, and apparently they got an email from the NFL. They can no longer display NFL logos or they might not even be able to say oh the team's names. Oh, my God. Yeah. Add more salt to the wound of being called the No Fun League. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, oh, NFL. Man. MLB and NBA, cool cats. Yeah. You can wear a logo in a picture right. without them being like, hey, you're misrepresenting you know, us, whatever right. the fuck. Whatever the fuck. Fuck the NFL. Right. The image is so bruised enough. What what face are you trying to say? I have a logo right here. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. What face are you trying to say? Yeah. NFL. Roger Goodell, fucking unplug that robot. Yeah. <laughs> unplug that robot, please. So please. That, that point, like, I wonder in the, you know, NBC room or whoever's making these decisions, you know, it's like, okay, October, all right. Because I, I assume, because Halloween Kills is on HBO, right? So maybe the rights got distributed. But why would you not do everything in your power to keep that through Halloween? Because I've looked through their Halloween section, and I'm like, a lot of this shit kind of sucks. Yeah, like it's, it's the Saw series. Yeah. Halloween ends, and the black phone. Yeah, exactly. Like they use that as the picture for the cover. <laughs> and it's like... The first horror franchise thing that ever got me on board with a horror franchise was the Saw series. Mm -hmm. The only one of them that I haven't seen is Saw 3 and the Chris Rock one. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck, all right? Now, Michael Myers, all right? Michael Myers struck a chord, which, let's get into it, pally pal. Let's dive. Because... Have you seen the 1978, the OG? I have not, no. I've only seen the David Gordon Green movies. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Because I've only seen the OG and the David Gordon Green movies. 
Right. I do, and the first Rob Zombie movie mm-hmm. started the second one. Miserable pile of <laughs> shit. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go further. Michael Myers is not rocking a mask for eighty five percent of both of those movies. Oh wow! Yeah, you just see his face. Yeah, um, and it's disfigured. And now are all oh. of these movies? Because I know, like the originals, they were going to try and do like almost an anthology thing. Because I know, like yes. Halloween three is witches. And we'll get into that. Do so. Are they all supposed to be though in the same universe? Like, is Jamie Lee Curtis has she dealt with Michael Myers like fourteen times? No. Okay. What David Gordon Green and Danny McBride did with this trilogy was just go ahead and wipe all that other series. So it's kind of like Logan, table. how it's just like it's the first X Men. Yeah. It's the only thing that matters. Basically. Okay. Cool. Basically. Yeah, they're just like, that first movie was awesome. Right. And that's all you need as a jumping on point. Cool. And you don't even need that as a jumping on point for this trilogy. Right, right. Okay, so it's like Halloween 79? 80. 89. 78. Or 78. So Halloween 78, and then David Gorgreen. That's how that That's basically how it is, where that's that's the selling point, the impetus that you have to sell yourself to, because... Jamie Lee Curtis's journey through the original, I don't know, 11, 12 movies. <laughs> She's was, not in the witch one, right? No. Okay. Halloween 1, Halloween 2. Uh-huh. Then the third one, Season of the Witch, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill right. created the whole thing, wrote it as Michael Myers shouldn't be a thing anymore. Let's just try a new thing. They tried Prometheus. For the Alien series with yes. Halloween, with Halloween 3. Yes. Nobody vibed. Nobody liked it. And so I, I, the they, only... they were just like, hands off. We'll just be credited as the original creators. And then Halloween 4 through, I don't know, 11, 12, whatever. <laughs> that many movies. Shoots. There's yeah. so many movies. Mm-hmm. All just did their own thing. My thing is, is that I don't want to watch any of the sequels. This David Gordon Green trilogy as a sequel to the first Halloween movie is awesome because the first Halloween movie shouldn't have worked. Right. Shouldn't have worked at all. I rewatched it a couple weeks ago, you know, just getting in the spirit, getting prepped. And I'd done homework for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Right? I love it. And Watching it, I'm like, oh my god, this is the most indie movie of all time. This is the definition of a cult classic. Because it shouldn't have worked. Most of the tension was driven through John Carpenter doing the score. So, being somebody who was musically adept like he was, he was able to drive the tension in ways that the shots and the framing and the editing wasn't able to comprehend mm-hmm. or portray, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really, uh, was the, yeah, like that was the tension builder. I really do like the opening credit sequence with the pumpkins and stuff. Yeah. That, that really is like probably one of the more Halloween tone setters for me, you know, mm-hmm. like just at like Halloween season, let alone Halloween films. Yeah. Yes. And the the first movie, I can't remember what the full credit sequence was, but for these David Gordon Green movies, they were all, mm-hmm. you know, uh, homages to that original credit sequence. Yeah. But the original, the, I guess, the 2018 Halloween, the first movie of this trilogy, that one had the pumpkin rotting in on itself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then the second one had all the pumpkins. All over the place. All over the place. And they were all, you know, that. And then this third one, Halloween Ends, had the pumpkins all exploding Mm -hmm. out and becoming a new pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Like there's something within, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And all of them played so fucking well. Mm -hmm. But back to John Carpenter's original masterpiece. Masterpiece. Mm -hmm. That movie got the cult status and appreciation at the time that I feel like The Thing should have gotten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which he made four years later. Yeah. That movie got... <laughs> double thumbs down at the time. <laughs> and here we are, 40 years later, and it's 
one of the best horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Even through having seen as much CGI and extra awesome special effects that we've seen. Mm-hmm. You watch the thing and you see what Rob Bottin did and Stan Winston too for that one scene mm-hmm. which we just figured out the other day. For the dog? Yeah. Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. At the time, I'm like, where the fuck were your heads at in 1982? This movie was perfect. Right. Right? 1978, I feel the same way because mm-hmm. I watched that movie and I'm like, oh my god. This is something that would have been like a, a a prod three production at Colorado Film School mm-hmm. with how cheap and easy it was, and they padded the runtime so hard with just holding on shots where it's like you see Jamie Lee Curtis just walking down the street and then going around the corner for like a minute and a half. <laughs> that adds to the runtime. It adds to the runtime. But it's a very simple story. Yeah. But the trauma from Michael Myers attacking Laurie Strode and right. the other babysitters. He only killed four people that night. Mm-hmm. All right? The trauma is what harbored in Laurie for 40 years that led to Halloween 2018. Yeah, and I will say, uh, knowing that they're not all connected helped me a lot because by the end I was like, I mean, geez, how many times, like, she's going through this over and over again. Like, at what point do you move? At what point do you do? And so now knowing, like, oh, no, 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 no. All that stuff in the middle doesn't matter. It's that initial incident, and then 40 years later. That's way better, actually. Like, that's so much more interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Way more interesting, which was Halloween 2, both the original and the Rob Zombie Halloween 2s are picking up where the first movie left off, and Lori's in a hospital, and Michael's after her. So, wait, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the Rob Zombie one? No. Oh, okay. But the character of Lori, oh, like Rob Zombie, literally remade, remade Halloween and uh, Halloween Two. Uh, I see. However, okay. Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one, spent about sixty percent on Michael as a kid, as this fat recluse <laughs> with long hair who was obsessed with wearing a mask. He didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want anybody to see his see his face, and then. In some weird fucking way, Laurie Strode was his stepsister or half-sister or something. Uh-huh. They were related, so that's why he was drawn to her. Uh-huh. I'm about to get into it, but it's like, Laurie Strode is the Ellen Ripley right, right. of this totally. series. Totally. All right? I, I thought that the whole time I was watching it. Yes. Yeah. And... My whole thing and my favorite thing, my favorite movie of this David Gordon Green, Danny McBride trilogy is Halloween Kills. Okay, yeah. And for two reasons. One, I think I'm the only one who saw it for what it was, Mm -hmm. which was the first movie, Halloween 2018. Those two guys were like, well... Rob Zombie absolutely murdered this franchise before it could get off the ground, this reboot franchise. So we could actually seaboot this thing. Uh-huh. And I could picture them just, like, you know, hanging out, offset of righteous genstones, just smoking pot, and just watching a shitty, like, Halloween 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. And just being like, I fucking love this series. I love this series, but these movies are so bad. They're so bad, but I love them in spite of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of kicked it around. Like, you know what I would do if I was making a Halloween movie? Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. You know what I would do in addition to that? And then they just pitched it around. And then they're like, can we make a Halloween movie? And then Jason Blum somehow figured out how to get the rights to it. And then they linked up with him. And then they were like, yes, to the fucking races. Halloween 2018. Let's make a good Halloween movie. Yeah, that's that all they movie. wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Not even like let's retcon the whole series or anything. Let's make a good Halloween movie, and it's going to be a direct sequel to the original. Mm-hmm. That's just how it happens to be. And I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. We had it playing in the bar during the Halloween party the nice. other night. Hell yeah, yeah. No, I had to change all the TVs to Telemundo to play yeah. it on mute. But <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that it. one's probably my favorite of the three. Yeah, yeah. and I remember it. 
very affectionately because that was like 2018, our year of just being like, let's go see these movies yeah. that yeah. we don't have to assemble a whole group for. Mm-hmm. So Halloween and Baby Driver were the two movies right. that I think of comes and, to my mind. Uh, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, I know. That, that one, was. and then uh, was it? There's one more. Don't Think Twice. Yes. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So those four movies that year were our movies. Mm-hmm. All right. So we loved Halloween. We have it affectionate. I mean, Jack, the quote alone. Ah, I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> Still hilarious. All Toby time. Huss. Tommy, Toby Huss, dude. Toby Huss, which, you know, for people who are listening, because my IMDb brain, he's uh, the dad in that movie. But also, if you're a Seinfeld fan, he's the Wiz. He's the Wiz. I'm the Wiz. <laughs> I'm the Wiz. Yep, that's Toby Huss. <laughs> Just that was the funniest thing. Was I got peanut butter on my penis? Oh man! <laughs> like, like, he was great, uh-huh. and he got unceremoniously killed by Michael Myers. Michael Myers killed all the men all in that men. movie. Yes, that's true. No women. No. Halloween Kills. He's killing. Everyone mm-hmm. just trying to get back to his house, mm-hmm. like that. That plot line people thought was just kind of bullshit. That it's like, oh, well, he doesn't care about Laurie Stroh. What the fuck is this all about? It's like, well, it's because he's unreasonable. Right? He is pure evil. Mm-hmm. So if all so, he wants to do is kill his way back to that spot in his sister's room looking out the window which is a reflection in on himself you can't reason with that Mm -hmm. there's no reasoning with pure evil Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. and then the way i see it is that he's just trying to get back to that spot and then people are just getting in his way left and right and he's just like well how do i get this person out of my way stab 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 forever yeah so many people. So many people. So many people stabbed. Yeah. yeah. No. And the first Halloween movie that David Gordon Green and Dane McBride wrote and, you know, rejected or directed and produced uh, ended. Ended succinctly. Mm-hmm. As yeah, if that's, I always thought that. Yeah. It ended succinctly. Like, yes, there's no way Michael Myers can get out of a house that's burning mm-hmm. itself down to the ground and I'm when getting... he's in the basement locked in with swords. Right. All right. right. I'm getting a little mixed up too on all the plots. What is his primary objective in the first Halloween movie? Um, or is it that Laurie's just provoking him the whole, I mean, he gets off the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it, he... it was the doctor. Right. Yes. Him. Yes. Literally yes. drove him in a car the yes. whole time being yeah. like, he thought there was a connection with Laurie and him. And he's just like, dude, I just want to get back home. I mm-hmm. want to wear this mask and I want to look out this window. Right. Right. Like, Got it. Like, as a human being, that's all Michael Myers wants to do. He's a six-year-old boy Mm -hmm. in a fucking monster body. Right. Trapped in Controlled by evil. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so that doctor, like, that's why he stabbed Frank. Right. And, you know, locked Michael in the backseat with Laurie and put on his mask. And then Michael fucking boot stomped his head in the mush. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the whole thing. And then it just turned out that it, uh, the police car rammed into Lori's property. And Michael was like, hey, who the fuck are these assholes? They're going to keep me away from my house. Mm-hmm. So he attacked them. And then they locked him in the basement downstairs. And that was what was should be the end of it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Danny McBride, David Gordon Green succeeded at making an awesome Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. But... The horrible beast of studio producing came a knocking. Like, hey, you got a trilogy in you? <laughs> and they were like, What are you what are you offering? They offered it. I don't know what the figure is, but they were like, sure. Why not? But we're gonna have fun with it. Uh-huh. We're gonna have fun with it. So Halloween kills. That operative word was the main point of that movie. Yeah. You want Michael Meyer to go off? You want Michael Myers to just fucking go on a slaughter fest fucking rampage? You got your movie. That was the entire movie. You That's got your movie. There was no other story, really, other than that. Yeah. Other than his relentless 
Uh, Lori move. got fucking sidelined in the mm-hmm. hospital. Her daughter got roped into the whole thing with her boyfriend, and then his him and his dad both get killed. But it, it's all. And then the the other escaped patient from the the bus. That was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And really, yeah. kind of the message that I'm getting from that movie was, you know, we all play this game of telephone, right? right? And then work each other up into this frenzy, right? Yeah. And then we go after somebody who's not even the person that we're after. Yeah, I was go- I was gonna say the whole point of that movie to me felt like you know in our pursuit to destroy evil, we become the evil we're trying to exactly. destroy. No matter like, how like justified their purpose was of it, um, their actions and behavior one were as bad, you know, fundamentally as Michael Myers because they wanted to kill him and they. You know, they didn't want to kill each other. It was good to see people unite. But then with that herd mentality, like you said, with that game of telephone and they, everyone wants to be the hero and everybody, the evil ends tonight. Evil, <laughs> evil ends dies tonight. tonight. Yeah, evil <laughs> dies tonight. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's just chaos. Like, there's no way you can successfully um, achieve anything with that many people in an emotional state like that. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Exactly. And that's why Michael was able to just pick them off was it was just like a bunch of frailing, flailing idiots running around and yeah that, that's also what was, nobody was able to uh i don't know pull the trigger on a headshot oh yeah i mean again, that, that's where it gets silly the, and that's why i think it's a comedy because yeah. so many of the kills are hilarious exactly like him kicking the door open to that lady who had a desert eagle 50 caliber pistol mm-hmm. dressed in the nurse costume he kicks the door open and it flips back over and she blows her own head off yeah you know like that's why I think that movie was the most fun in games movie. Totally, yeah. You know, but it had that message. That yeah. message of you work each other up, you work each other up into a panic, mm-hmm. and it becomes a whole thing. And we're also know? scared of this thing that we lose ourselves in that fear. You yeah. Know? And then you lose the guy, yeah. too. Yeah, you lose the actual evil because right. he gets away with it. At mm-hmm. the end of that movie, he kills Judy Greer mm-hmm. and then disappears right. for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing that's really hard over this trilogy to keep in mind is that the first two movies are in the same night. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last movie takes place later. over the next year, the following Halloween, and then three years after that, over a couple of weeks. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get to ends in a second. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I like, I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, Kills was kind of like that... Um, you know, that idea we talked about with Kong versus Godzilla, where it's like, fuck all the storyline. We don't care about those. We're here to see Michael kill people. Like, that's that's what we're in here for, and that's what we're doing. And I, I think that worked, and I think people that are frustrated with it are people that were expecting that kind of plot. Because like, I think the first one, again, the first one is clearly, like you said, two guys in a room going, we love this thing. What would be our best version of it? And then a great idea and then the, the studio was like, hey, what else do you got? And they were like, well, um, this is what we would do. And I guess this is just what we have can. fun with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but carnage I th- on carnage. And I think people are frustrated by that. And I don't totally blame them because, and this is, again, the studio's fault more than anything. When you promote, the, and this is, again, probably the worst thing about ends, when you promote something as one thing, right, um, people are going to have expectations. And when you subvert those expectations, um, even if it is the right decision or it's really entertaining like kills, you're going to have a mass section of the populace who's going to have a very easy target to fire at you. And you can call that, you know, them hanging, you know, going for low-hanging fruit or, and, and I, I come back to like, you know, it's the Nanette argument where it's like, if I wanted to watch a, you know, very like thought provoking and, um, you know, pretty humorous, basically one woman show, I'll go find that. And if I want to watch stand up comedy, I'm going to want to go like Mike Birbiglia tells his life story in a one man show. He never says he does stand up comedy, but like, it comes off as stand-up comedy. Comes off. And I, again, I haven't watched the net, so that's probably a bad example. Yeah. But we know what that means on this podcast just as yeah. far as, like, that subverted expectation. And I think there's... And we only have this opinion because it's the audience reaction. Right, exactly. And I think to that point, like, you know, I like Kills way more than I thought I was going to. And Ends, for me, was a... Uh, mm, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll buy in, but... 
Yeah, I was not like, what I was huh, expecting. This is the best way to close it, huh? All right. Yeah. I get what you're going for, and and maybe it is because like well, I have I, admitted, I'm not like deep into the mythos of this. I don't yeah. know the full lore, but just I watching don't... these three films as a trilogy, I really felt, I felt, I felt they had in the first Halloween, and they were kind of losing this as they went. Like what Prey did so well as a um, return to Predator. Yes. They exactly. had that really strong in the first one. Then it was like, let's do that, but like fuck it version in Halloween Kills. And then I just feel like they really um, uh, lost sight of what the ending of this could have been. I don't think they lost sight. Maybe, not lost sight. That's not, I, no, maybe that's dude, the wrong word. Here's, I, I, here's how I saw it going for Halloween. I, I, I just, I, I, I Halloween Ends gets a D minus from me. I'm just going to yeah. be honest. I, I didn't and love that one. That's uh, how I as felt a movie initially. In general. I'm upgrading it to a B minus. Okay. Because of this one thing, and I just watched the movie before you came over. Mm. I think it's the most meta Halloween movie of all time. A most meta movie mm-hmm. that they could do with a big budget studio backing like that. Right. Where they leaned into the false advertising. Right. Making it seem like, oh, this is going to be the big final showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. What does that amount to? The last 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. All right. So they got to pad the runtime with everything else. Mm-hmm. So David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and the other two writers, Chris Bernier was one name and I can't remember the other one, but there were four writers on this last movie. Mm-hmm. Three writers on kills, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, pure for Halloween mm-hmm. 2018. This movie, I think, really, really was just a meta thing where it's like, we're going to make everybody seem like and get everybody on board with Corey Cunningham as being like the next Michael Myers. Uh Because that's what a reboot is, right? Right. A reboot is passing the torch so we can keep the same story going. Mm -hmm. And that might be part of it. Through another guy, a younger guy, right? The next Michael Myers, right? I guess I just didn't really care for Corey's storyline at all. Uh, I I don't care for Corey I didn't enjoy any time he was on screen. No. Also, (laughs) I wanted it to be over Watching it this third time this morning, I was like, What's up with his lips? Yeah. Okay, uh, the dude's doing way more acting with his lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I sent a picture of him to Andre, and she said, he got them word lips, those caterpillar <laughs> lips. And I'm like, that's way better than, than my initial describer of just being like, his lips are too fucking juicy, yeah, dude. Yeah. They're just juicy lips. Like, Corey <laughs> Cunningham. Yeah. I accidentally killed a kid at the beginning of this movie. Right. Oh, man. Uh, part and of me the too. whole town wanted a whole boogeyman, so they came after me. Right. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, like, maybe it, it was how fast he and, and uh, the granddaughter got together. Um, <laughs> Which was the most funny part of the movie. Oh. <laughs> was that Lori shows up. One, actually, no, the funniest part of the movie, this 24-year-old man is getting bullied by... Band kids. Like band kids. Bullied to being <laughs> about murdered by band yep, kids. Yep. The band kids these days are the biggest pieces of shit. It's true. The band kids. I want to see their heads on spikes. You know, you know who gets stuffed in lockers? Football football jocks mm-hmm. by the band kids. Yeah. Basketball players. And it's worse Basketball them, players. Tall. You get shoved in the lockers yeah. by the band kids. The band kids run the That's school. Right. Yeah, you better believe it. That, that tuba, that marching band. That's why I the feel clarinet. like kills and ends were just Comedies. David Gordon Green yeah. were comedy. I got yeah. They I mean, were they were like yeah well, no this that first movie was passion driven. These next two really well made right crap. I think that I think <laughs> that's why I enjoyed Kills so much more than Ends because I like what they doubled down on in Kills is what I want to see and kind of what they doubled down on in Ends, which is kind of like the idea of evil and Michael, Michael Myers, which is mm-hmm. a good concept, but I'd like that explored in Michael, you know? And I know what you're saying with yeah. them setting this up and, but like they made it very clear. This is the end. Like they go Halloween and they grind, fade through they Halloween. Corey. Yeah. yeah. And then they hold on Corey. ends for five seconds. Yes. At the end. They, they are going, this is ends. done. This is, we done. are not doing this and ever I again. I love that. I love it. I love it too. But like, 
that's an opportunity, I, I guess, just more Michael then. I don't know. Like, again, the idea of Michael being evil, and I, I am the wrong person to speak to this. No, 100%. you're the exact right person to speak to this because but, I'm about as expertise as you are. And I just, like, I, I, I guess watching Halloween and Halloween Kills, I just, like, I did want that Laurie versus Michael. And you can do that in unexpected ways, but it just kind of felt like, they were like, oh, what if instead of Michael, like, getting into the house and coming after Lori, like, we set up this new Michael Myers, and then he takes the last thing Lori has left, which is her granddaughter, and, like, totally fucks her up psychologically through. We have this whole big build, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't. That's us. That's us being writers, man. It, well, I know, and it's totally, again... I love David Gore Green and Danny McBride. And also, I noticed there's there was one more writer on this one than the last few, I think. Yeah, so the last one was somebody named Scott Teams, mm-hmm. who's writing the Exorcist remake that David Gordon Green is about to release next year. Mm-hmm. Um, then this last movie was four writers total. The only person I can remember is Chris Bernier, and then the other person was another amateur writer. But right. they just were like... We have this story idea of just being like, this movie's not about Michael Myers in right. the same way that John Carpenter intended. Totally. Halloween being a franchise anthology mm-hmm. and having Halloween 3 be completely... Michael Myers is dead. Right. Halloween 2. He's been shot in the head. He's dead. <laughs> Halloween 3, let's do something completely different. And, and I like that. And that's that. what I yeah. feel like they did with ends, but also they had to resolve it. And then they had to put a period on the sentence. Totally. Literally cut Michael's throat, slice his wrist, they and then grind him. his yeah. body into fucking They shredded him meat. like documents they wanted to get rid of. You know? Basically. Like, <laughs> they... <laughs> that was another comedic part of that movie where they're, like, they have his body strapped to the police car and they're going down to this pr- procession and it's like, did they send out, like, an alert to the entire town of Haddonfield <laughs> to come out and gather and watch this? Or... It was just for cinematic sake. Totally, yeah. And I feel like that's what David and Danny both did for both these sequels. They're just being like, don't worry about it. That's where, like, I think It's going to cut together so well, you don't have to worry about it. I think it'd get away with a lot of it. But if you apply even a thumb of pressure, even to the original Halloween movie, if you apply a thumb of pressure, the whole thing falls apart. Right. That's, and These, that's true. The premise and the plot of the, that original movie continued into these three movies. These four movies mm-hmm. is about 40 minutes per, if you can get that. Sure. All the subplots, all the stupid shit. Right. That's all to pad the runtime to make it a movie. Right. And that's, I think, the tough thing with, like, um, the first one. They did it so well, and, and, and Prey does it so well. And, like, we talk about it with Alien and Predator and, and, and all these movies. When they're first, it's just very simple. It's monster versus man. It's it's me coming after you, all that different stuff. And it's, uh, it's whenever they try to get too complicated with it that I think... Or you could pull a James Cameron from Aliens and build a more kind of dynamic plot. Yeah. And I felt like they had an opportunity to do that here. But um, they didn't want to. That wasn't yeah. their initial goal. Their right. initial goal was to do a prey. Exactly. Uh, do a Top Gun Maverick. Where yeah. it's like, everything we loved about that first movie, do it again, but different. Right. Right. Because you know? yeah. the finale of Halloween 2018 is Lori is in her house, mm-hmm. her own house, that she has fucking you know, uh, reinforced and made traps and stuff to trap Michael. Mm -hmm. And then the reverse angle is Michael throws her off the balcony at the end. Right. And then when he looks over the balcony, she's still laying there, but then something distracts him. And then he looks again, she's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's all flipping it on its ear. It's like Fargo season one, flipping the original movie on its ear. Right. That's how a good reboot should go. Totally. But as far as a reboot trilogy, Danny and David just went hog wild with the sequels. Totally. And then they were also like, it's over. I think, you yeah. know, we're going to make it seem like you want it to be mm-hmm. that Michael's passing the torch, that the new generation of evil is being ushered in. Right. And then he kills himself mm-hmm. in a way that makes it look like Lori killed him. Totally, yeah. Which was, uh, it was a good flip. That, that It was a great flip. In that moment, I was like, all aside right, this from is what the first hour line, and a half was aside for. Aside from his party line being, if nobody can have her, I was just like, 
well, he stabs himself in the neck, and I'm like, wait, you just made it so that anyone can have her except for you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it kind of muffed the kick for uh, Lori, like she was yeah. fucked up for a second until Frank got a, a very hold of... eat my hammer kind of line. Yeah. yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It'd just be like, what? Ooh. All right. We're, moving, you... we're just going to move past that. That made it through all the drafts. We're just going to move past that and go to the final act. It's all good. It's all good, baby. Right. I, I Okay. And I, this is the last thing I'll like, I'll bitch about. Um, well, bitch away. I well, love it because I bitched it the same. I'm just the optimist on this. Totally. Being totally. like, I think I see well, and you can, what you DGG have, and DMB were going You for. have me wanting to do my homework and dig into it a little bit more, which is a testament to the work you've done here. And also, like, I'm running into a very, like, multiverse of madness, no way home kind of situation mm-hmm. as well, where you did this thing and you probably expected everybody so you killed judy greer right you killed the daughter and everyone's like all right halloween ends is gonna be Lori get back and michael for that right and you said that's the easy way to go we're not gonna do that we're gonna subvert expectations we're gonna turn around and i go like and same with well Bolda. she says it when she's writing her book in the preamble of the first right part of the movie of being like you know i spent my life Running from him, I spent my life chasing him. I'm going to spend my life forgetting him. Right. So that was her moving back in and writing this book and yeah. just trying to live a normal life because ultimately that's the best way to defeat Michael Myers mm-hmm. is to not give him that kind of power. Exactly. Anymore. Exactly. And that's why he became fucking geriatric Pennywise in the fucking sewers. Right. Funniest, <laughs> worst part of the movie. Was that Corey goes into the sewers and goes, I need your mask, and beats the shit out of Michael Myers. Michael Myers, who killed an entire lynch mob Mm -hmm. four years earlier. Yeah. But he's reduced down to, uh, it felt like the hunchback of Notre Dame, like, give me the knife, show me how to kill somebody. Oh, you stabbed them. Yeah. And then when he stabbed that cop for the first time, he was like, It like felt, reinvigorated. It felt like the power and the energy and the threat of Michael Myers was deflated by the third film for me. I, I think that is the ultimate thing where like, okay, don't go down the path of going out. But if you do go down that path, you set up of Lori, hell, maybe it is on that same night. Maybe we go, we take Michael Myers into the daytime here or something. Right. Um, and it is Ooh. about closing that, all three of these movies take place over 12 hours or something. And like you get, again, I don't know if that's a better movie, but I think, I think a lot of the issues that you run into with choosing this style of story are like, again, Dr. Strange subverting a lot of expectations, making Wanda the bad guy immediately without really any sort of just asking us as the audience to go, all right, this is how it is now, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of like, and, and, Halloween ends is much more elegant about this. I'll be very clear, but same kind of thing for me watching it where I'm where like, gonna, I guess you're like, Oh, I guess I'm going to like this like 20% less, no matter what. Yeah. Like, I just feel like <laughs> this is not, this is not the two hours I was signing up for. I'm going to watch it because I want to see what you did with it. And God, hopefully you surprise me and outdo my expectations. Yeah. But if by the end of it, I go, huh? Then I'm gonna just be. I'm just. I'm gonna be twenty percent low on battery. It's like, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I I like what you're doing, but only so many people get to do these things. So let's like really make sure we're doing the best we can. <laughs> I would time. say, I like what you're doing, but only because I can see what you're doing. Yeah. Versus yeah, just being yeah. a straight up audience member. Like we can't review any movie truly subjectively exactly. without being like we're writers. We're filmmakers. We I respect the creativity. Behind and, uh, the scenes mm-hmm. featurettes growing up as kids. We know all the ins and outs of this. Well, stuff and we know what it business. takes to think of a good idea, too. Yeah. It's hard. It takes yeah. a lot and of And I don't bullshit. think the thing that I will say about Halloween ends is that I feel like they cared. Totally. Yeah. They cared. It was shot exquisitely. Oh, and every beat was really good. It was just a very subverted expectation based on the advertising. Exactly. And like, 
Michael Myers and Laurie Strode showdown. Yeah, that was the last 20 minutes of the movie. It was a very But the whole rest way. of it was not advertised. I would have much rather had the first 70% of the movie advertised than the last 30%. You know what I mean? It felt like maybe one of, if not the most thoughtful way to end Halloween. Yes. But certainly, at least in my opinion, was not the most interesting way. It was True. not the most interesting True. way to close this. I will and I agree. think to me, when you're watching a film, you're going for the most interesting thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, it, it's something that is a question or at least a drive that you and I have had as writers of, would I watch this? Right, exactly. And honestly, I'll watch Halloween Ends again. Sure. Several yeah. times. Well, now knowing I would watch, all this. I would yeah. watch this entire trilogy. Maybe a D minus. Over, over and over again. Versus being it. like, all right, I'm going to watch Halloween mm-hmm. 2. Through, uh, what was the last one? Uh, Halloween Resurrection, I think. And then the Rob Zombie Halloween. Mm-hmm. Some reason, here's my thing. Michael Myers is the simplest. Fucking nothing. Shoestring budget for the movie that spawned him. Right. All right? They took a William Shatner mask, cut the eyelids off, and then brushed the hair out and painted it white. Mm-hmm. That somehow carried for fucking 45 years. And people are still captivated by it. Yeah, totally. And I think that was the thing about Halloween Ends and Halloween Kills too. Was it was like challenging. It was just like Halloween Kills was like, you want this? You right, got this. Right. Halloween Ends was like. <laughs> yeah. Halloween Ends is like, ah. It, it was the joke laughing at itself. Sure, basically. yeah, interesting. You know, if you if you know what I mean, because Halloween three wasn't about Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Halloween ends was not about Michael Myers, mm-hmm. but at least Michael Myers showed up and was silenced and finished by the end of it. Yeah, Halloween ended. I wonder if but maybe, the way uh, it ended too was the way the first Halloween movie ended, mm-hmm. where it was just this weird kind of. It's not quite room tone, but it's that. Hmm going on, and then shots of interior, interior, exterior of a house. Mm-hmm. And then... So it does leave it open, right? but it pretty much put the most solid period on the franchise that yeah. it could possibly have. And honestly, this movie probably would have been more interesting, in my opinion, if you had gotten to the point with Corey a little sooner. Um, I felt like there was a lot of meandering yeah, in the act two of way, this yeah. movie. Like, uh, the act two of this movie didn't feel anything like a horror movie to no. me. And then... Um, it felt like a coming-of-age movie. Yeah, it felt like a teenager movie. And a coming-of-evil like, movie. What the fuck are we doing right now? And then, and then by... And, and don't make... Don't make him Michael Myers. Make him worse. Make him yeah. something like crazier. Make, make him kill Michael Myers. That's what I was just about to say. Exactly. Make him kill Michael Myers in front Lori of Lori. Him. Yeah. In front of Lori. And then also to your your other idea, uh, turn, uh, what was her name? Allison mm-hmm. against Lori. Because guess like, what? Like really turn her against Lori rather than kill yourself so right. Lori pulls the no- knife out to... You know, as if you and then, could time it out. And then 10 minutes later, that's... muffler rolling up. Like, it's 10 minutes later, comedians. there's no weight to that situation. Yeah. Yeah, that entire thing meant nothing. And the thing is... Well, she drives a couple blocks down, gets stopped by Frank and being like, hey, your grandma just called saying she was going to kill herself. What's up with that? And she's like, right. well, she wasn't about to kill herself. She just killed Corey. Yeah, whoa! Turns around mm-hmm. and then helps her finish off Michael Myers. Right. Which, for the characters, works. Great. But... Her character through the entire trilogy just got reduced. Yes, yes, yes. Became From the first movie, awesome. Yeah. Well, and we talk about um, what's that rule for writing women characters? Um, oh, the Bechdel test. Bechdel test, right? Like in the first movie, <laughs> there's no scene without Michael Myers being provoked. <laughs> exactly, and and that's the or thing. invoked. And by the by the third movie, she essentially only services. I mean, Laurie's storyline, of course. But then Corey's, and she doesn't really do anything herself mm-hmm. in that point, and that's again a bummer because you have full control of what happens in this thing. There's you don't have to make sure she's happy and good by the end. Mm-hmm. You can really like twist this thing up, um, or you I can get there. You can take your time with it. I don't think they it. were beholden to anything. Totally. I think because they are adept, not novice, not fucking apprentice, like actual. <laughs> expert filmmakers mm-hmm. and writers. Yeah, it's true. Much I feel like they just us. kind of elected to be like, 
Yeah. Yeah, let's get this done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, we could do that yeah. extra work, but we don't have to, do yeah. we? We're doing righteous gemstones, okay? Yeah, we have righteous gemstones to work on all right now, okay? Which, that mo- that show, I will say, is also false advertised. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride advertised it as this comedy, and it is so... Such a drama. Yeah, for sure. Both for sure. Halloween Ends and Kills were advertised as horror movies, and they are comedies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they fucking did a switcheroo for both of them. Yeah. So to enjoy the whole trilogy, to enjoy Righteous Gemstones, to enjoy Vice Principles, you have to understand who made it. Exactly. And I think that's why I enjoy this whole trilogy so much mm-hmm. is because I put faith in the fact that I know these guys work. Right. I enjoy these guys' work. Even though rewatching Eastbound and Down, uh, Vice Principles, or Righteous Genstones again is going to piss me all the way the fuck <laughs> off. Because all of them are dramas yeah. disguised as comedies. Right. Which, that's what comedy is. Right. This drama disguised as hilarious. Uh-huh. You know, and this was a trilogy with the first movies removed, the first two movies, both Halloween's. Are removed, but kills and ends are comedies mm-hmm. and fun and games, and I enjoyed the shit out of them. Yeah, 100%. I just rewatched both of them between last night and today, mm-hmm. and I enjoy the shit out of them. And I don't think if I were to go back and rewatch Halloween, then watch Halloween two, which was the only movie with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis until Halloween H two O, which was in nineteen ninety eight as a twentieth anniversary. And then Halloween Resurrection, where they killed her off for some arbitrary reason in the first act. Whatever. Like, I, it's like American Horror Story, where I know enough about each movie that I can have a conversation about them. But I'm not going to watch them, because I don't need to. Because two things. Two things really huge. One, they went Friday the 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street style. Saw style, where it's like... Let's pump out as many fucking cheap movies based off this simple premise. Mm-hmm. All right? Two, from the pictures I've seen from every subsequent Halloween sequel incl- that had Michael Myers, Halloween 3 removed, of course, uh, his mask is fucked up, dude. It mm-hmm. It's not the same mask from the first movie. Right. You know what David Gordon Green and Danny McBride did? They got that original yeah, mask. Yeah. They got that original mask. And sure, they charred it up on one side because it was trapped in a fucking burning down house. Mm-hmm. But it still looked like that first movie. You mm-hmm. can watch the first movie, which as dated and indie film sloppy as it may be, where really the tension is driven from John Carpenter's score and him holding on a shot, making you think it's important, but it's really just Jamie Lee Curtis walking around the corner. Mm. He pulled it off. Mm. He pulled it off. Great. You watch it, but it's still that mask. You watch Halloween 2018 through ends. It's the same mask. Mm -hmm. I think Halloween 2, 1979, 80, whichever year it came out in, probably used the same mask. And then they retired Michael Myers, or at least they thought they did, but until people were like, where's Michael? Why did I show up to Halloween 3 and there's no Michael Myers? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then Halloween 4 on, it's the weirdest, worst mask. <laughs> like, imitation of Michael Myers possible. It's like, oh my God, grab William Shatner and fucking mold his face again. Yeah, seriously. Because these masks are fucking goofy. <laughs> goofy is shit. Going on. So I don't think I even want to watch the original sequel series. Nah. No, no, no. Ever. I liked Halloween 1978. Mm -hmm. And I love this David Gordon Green trilogy. I really did. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm going to review it as a trilogy as a whole. Because I think that's more encompassing of my view of it. I went through on IMDb and my ratings were 10s across the board. There we go. I would go 10, 9, 8. Uh Uh-huh. So I'd put it as a B. Yeah, is that average? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a B plus. I'm gonna go B plus on one. I'm gonna go a B minus on kills, 
And then I'll bump it up to a C minus because I mostly just want to say D minus because of the other guys. Um, it's a D minus. It a, really is a D minus. If I was putting in my Cosmo Fashion app, it would get a D minus. It would get a D minus. <laughs> yes. And I agree. It's I okay. agree with the fan sentiment, but my whole thing is that I have. You've turned me. I have such faith yeah. in David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Like they are expert filmmakers and storytellers at this point. That I feel like all the stuff that pissed everybody off was on purpose. And I read into that and I tried to piece together what possibly could be what they were thinking of as being awesome. And I presented that here on this podcast because it's like, I'm not going to hate these movies. Right. Even if, even though it's a five Halloween is, ends is on IMDb, it's better than Halloween four through six, which are five or five point down to four point six. And then I don't know about the other ones, it's but th- those ones in particular jumped out to me as being like, "Hey, they're less than five. At least Halloween ends beats these ones." <laughs> and people have been devout fucking. Fans. It's not the love the and thunder time. of this series. Yeah. Well, and Michael Myers doesn't have a fucking IP, previous IP to the movies. Oh. You know? It's not like he was based on anything. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter just came up with a horror movie. Yeah, just came up with this. Him and Deborah Hill just came up with a horror movie at the time. Mm-hmm. And then they ran with it with this fucking... You gotta watch the Movies That Made Us episode on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Because that movie should not have worked. Or <laughs> it, 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 not yeah. only did it get made, it worked, made so much money mm-hmm. that it spawned a twelve movie franchise, and then a three movie, a two movie reboot that sucked and failed, and then a three movie reboot reboot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. I just want to know what captivates audiences so much about Michael Myers, because you never see his face. You really never see his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't, even at the end of this one. Yeah, I no. mean, six, seven, and eight, I guess, maybe seven, eight, nine, whichever one. The Curse of Michael Myers, Paul Rudd, launch point mm-hmm. for his career. Um, Halloween H2O had Michelle Williams, Josh Hartnett, and LL Cool J. Oh, Christ. With Jamie Lee Curtis. And I don't know what happened in Resurrection, who was in that cast. But it's like, this franchise launched a lot of people thinking like, yeah, we're young actors. We'll just jump into some crappy horror movie franchise. Mm -hmm. And then you see Halloween. It has Judy Greer. It has, uh, you know, Launchpad for Andy Maciak. Mm -hmm. Um, Toby Huss. I said earlier. And then that's it. And it's pretty low key as far as celebrity goes. Halloween kills Anthony Michael Hall. 80s Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Playing Toby with old Huckleberry. Yep. Choking down. I've never seen somebody choke down on a bat rather yeah. than choke up. But he just wanted to keep <laughs> his hands as close to the base of that bat that he possibly could. Mm-hmm. And then he got his head smashed with it. Yeah. And then they brought back other actors who were playing the kids in the first movie mm-hmm. such that and then really there's just no celebrity in these movies other than Jamie Lee Curtis and Judy Greer who got killed in the second movie right that's it yeah yeah you know, Danny McBride didn't even make a cameo no you would have figured right mm-hmm. he was an alien covenant he's one of the only three men Three men in the entire Alien franchise, Michael Fassbender doesn't count because he's an android. Three human being men mm-hmm. to survive an Alien movie. Michael Bean, Aliens. Sorry, but I gotta hit the button. I gotta go. Nobody hit, <laughs> nobody survived Alien 3, but Ron Perlman survived Alien Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Daniel McBride survived Alien Covenant. Right. Kill. That's an episode. That is an episode. Happy Halloween! Yeah! Look at this guy. You should write essays. Should write I wrote blogs. a whole dissertation, didn't say a word of it. <laughs> but I also, wrote a, I also have a similar document dissertating why Alien Covenant should have been good. It's true. Yeah, I would. Re- I, I think the world would like your, that blog. I was going to say, even if <laughs> I you... I could start a blog, see me be blogging. <laughs> even if you want to do like a little bonus episode where you just read these dissertations. like <laughs> See me be blogging. <laughs>
But yeah, anyway, happy Halloween. Uh, if if we had the camera, you'd see that Jack is Fitz Magic, and I'm Walter White. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Check out the uh, check out the socials. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that story yours. went away. Yeah. They'll repost. Well, it. you'll post. There we go. You'll post. It. That's right. That's right. And then I don't know, I'll take a selfie in my dad's shirt. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll look like Walter White. <laughs> I don't know. No, you got to anyway. be Walter White in his tidy whities Yes. There we go. So I gotta steal my dad's underwear now. Yeah. He's the only person I know who wears those tiny white. Well, at least they're in the house, you know. They are in the house. <laughs> Doo-doo stains are not mine. <laughs> no, no Sammy Skids on those ones. No Sammy Skids on those ones. The other ones I can't speak. Sure. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we all got those. And if you don't, then you probably have uh, bowel issues. Yeah. And that's your problem, okay? You don't know DMT. You know who doesn't have bowel issues? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. I bet that What's dude doesn't he even... Eating? I bet What's he doesn't go to the shit? bathroom. Yeah. What's his shits look like? We didn't even dive into that. Didn't talk about it. We didn't... I know. And we're never gonna, because this is the end of the episode. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What's Michael Myers eating? What's Michael Myers shitting? That's right. I couldn't, I couldn't believe he didn't think to just pull his hand out of the knife when he was pinned to the table a little earlier. Um, <laughs> just felt like he's been through so much that that's just not really too big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, but when he was grabbing Lori's throat, I was like, initially the imagery yeah. looked like uh, he was getting crucified. Uh-huh. This is his final, his last rites. Right. And then he grabbed her throat, and then she was dying. I was like, that makes sense. And then her granddaughter came in, and I was like, yeah. All right. Well, Michael's done. Corey didn't survive, so <laughs> Halloween did end. Yeah. Halloween ended. Hardcore DMT. When you do DMT, you see that. Like this podcast. And the Michael Myers, I say, take it sleazy, Mayor McCheesy. Love you guys. I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.